you want to give love to the city, that's a fact. But you're going to need help if you want to make an impact. Well endowed, you want to be well endowed with the Edmonton community. Things really happen when you find that you're well endowed. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds generate money to support charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed. On today's episode, we meet the Honorable Salma Lakani. Her honor is the 19th Lieutenant Governor of Alberta and is the first Muslim Lieutenant Governor in Canadian history. She's also the first who is an immigrant to Canada in Alberta's history. Selma Lakani was born and raised in Kampala, Uganda. She then moved to England to attend the University of Manchester. In 1972, she had returned to Kampala for a summer visit home when it was announced that Uganda's entire Asian minority population was to be expelled. Within three months, her family was stripped of virtually everything. And though she made it back to England, she found herself stranded with no funds and no valid passport. She was a stateless person. Fortunately, she and her soon-to-be husband, Zahir Lakani, were able to support each other, and with the help of the British government, they were both able to complete their post-secondary degrees. Selma completed her honours degree in clinical biochemistry from the University of Manchester, and Zahir graduated in medicine from the University of Leeds. They married in 1977. Lieutenant Governor Lakani has had an amazing career, which we'll link to in our show notes. But just to give a hint of her achievements, she has received Alberta Centennial and Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal in recognition of her services to community and civil society. Northwest College awarded her an honorary diploma in community services leadership in 2019. Upon her installation as Alberta's Vice General Representative, she became a member of the Alberta Order of Excellence and Chancellor of the Order. Her honor is Vice Prior of the St. John Council for Alberta and Dame of the Order of St. John. Friends, it takes a lifetime of dedicated community service to earn these kinds of accolades. Her honor is a distinguished community advocate and dedicated volunteer. She brings her values of pluralism and inclusion to her role. I had the privilege of sitting down with the Honorable Salma Lakani over Zoom to talk about her role as Lieutenant Governor and what she hopes to achieve on this journey. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Elizabeth. It's a pleasure. So as Lieutenant Governor, what do you feel is the most important portion of your role in Alberta here? You know, you know, the role of the Lieutenant Governor is um, divided into constitutional and ceremonial and social. And for me, I think the most important role is meeting people where they are. I want to be a Lieutenant Governor for the people of Alberta. And this role, you represent the people of Alberta. This office is a people's office. And this is the thing I want to bring out to the forefront that, um, you know, I I really am looking forward. Unfortunately, because of COVID, I'm not able to get out and travel around the province and meet my fellow Albertans the way um, my predecessors have been able to do. But... uh, We're trying our best to do this virtually. And uh, as we all hope, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel and we all hope that we'll soon get to a day when we will all be able to meet in person and, and, and get to know one another. So that is one of the most important things for me. 
Of course, there is the constitutional portion as well. Would you be able to give us an idea of, of what that means to our to Alberta government? Like, what, what's your role in that portion? Yes, so as, as everyone knows, I am a representative of Her Majesty the Queen, and I'm appointed by the Governor General, who is the representative of the Queen for Canada, on the Prime Minister's recommendation. So constitutionally, what it means that I have to make sure that the province always has a premier to govern. Then the other constitutional duty is to summon the Legislative Assembly, dissolves Legislative Assembly, and prorogues the Legislative Assembly. I also get to read the speech from the throne when the legislature opens. The Lieutenant Governor appoints and swears in the cabinet on the advice of the Premier of the province. I also get to give royal assent in the name of Her Majesty, you know, to make bills that have been passed by the Legislative Assembly to give them the force of law. And of course, as you know, if there is a piece of legislation that I think is very unwise, I can send it back for review. However, that power has been used very, very rarely in Alberta, and I don't think I will be using it during my tenure. Um, I also sign orders in council, proclamations, and lots of other important documents to give them all the force of law. The other part of it, as I said, is the ceremonial. So I get to preside over a lot of award ceremonies, like the investiture into the uh, St. John's of Jerusalem, uh, the Alberta Order of Excellence, the Royal Life Saving Society of Canada. And that is really, really important because there we highlight people who are doing amazing work to build vibrant, thriving communities. And you get to meet these people. And, and I've not been able to do too many in-person ceremonies like those um, because of COVID again. But um, we have done a few virtually. We did a few in-person ones at the beginning when we were allowed to have up to so many people indoors and met some amazing individuals. But even virtually, we're trying our best to do these ceremonies virtually and to recognize these people. And um, it's been so lovely getting to know them, to chat with them, what got them into what interests them so much. And then, of course, you know, there's a lot of, um, I extend patronage to uh, wide varieties of activities that enrich the lives of Albertans. So basically, you serve as an honorary patron or supporter for these organizations. And, uh, of course, I get to attend a lot of dinners, receptions, lunches, cultural events, military and civilian events, um, open buildings, visit schools. In fact, we have a program called School at the Ledge, which in grade six, students learn about the government. And so under normal circumstances, they would come to my office at the legislature and I would host them. But unfortunately, because of COVID, they have not been able to come to the legislature, but we do these virtually. So I do one or two a week virtually and get to know the students and chat with them. And they ask me questions, which is wonderful. It, it is lovely. I get to tell them a bit about my story. I imagine that the school portion is special to you because you've always had education as a, as a focus in your life. What other special projects are you looking towards or areas of focus that you want to highlight while you are in the in the role? 
Well, you know, Elizabeth, I haven't really zeroed in or crystallized in my mind that this is what I want to do. At the moment, because of all the constraints we have and all that, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to highlight people who do work at the grassroots level. As you know from my story, and if you've read my bio, it's not as thick as some of the other <laughs> vice reader bios, but a lot of my voluntary work has been at the grassroots. And I want very much to recognize grassroots workers, because that is where I feel that a lot of the work happens. Of course, it is important to have people who sit on board and boards and governance committees. I only sat on the board of the John Humphrey Center for Peace and Human Rights. It's the only board I've sat on. But otherwise, all my other work has been at the grassroots level. So I am concentrating a lot on, on highlighting Sometimes these are the unsung heroes. We tend, we, we sometimes, we, we, not, we don't deliberately forget them, but we don't recognize them enough, I feel. So that is what I'm doing. So one of the things I've, I'm doing, doing during COVID is reaching out to mayors of the larger cities and the smallest hamlets in Alberta, chatting with them and telling them that, look, if there are stories of people in your community, your town, people who are doing amazing things during COVID, before COVID, and they'll continue to do it after COVID too. Send those stories to us and we will highlight them in one way or another. So that is one of the things that I'm concentrating on. And the second thing is you mentioned that, yes, school at the ledge is very, very uh, dear to me. And I always emphasize to the children that if you know my story, I came here, my husband and I, you know my husband, we both came here as stateless people. Stateless meaning we had no citizenship, we had no passports. If anything happened to us, there was no, there was no country then that would vouch for us, you know? So that's what stateless means. So what I tell the students is that we were stripped of everything in our native Uganda. Everything that our family had built over three generations was taken away from us, everything material. But the most important asset we had was our education. And I always tell students that, you know, don't uh, concentrate on your education because no one can take from you your education. What's up in your head, they can never take that away from you. So please, please work hard. And, and concentrate on your education. So in terms of concrete projects, I'm going to take my time, maybe a year, maybe a little bit longer. I, I need to talk to people to find out, and you want to do something that is meaningful. All my predecessors did wonderful work and they did things that had impact and meaningful and that's the route I would like to take as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, as, as an immigrant to Canada, how do you think that your role is affecting newcomers as as a symbol even? You know, it tells newcomers that anything is possible in this country. Canada is a country of hope, and we should all be proud of the values it espouses, the values of inclusion, pluralism, diversity. And I am a person of color. As you know, Elizabeth, I, I wear a lot of different hats. I am of South Asian descent. I am African by birth, and I am a Muslim. And I think my story is 
a story that is become, becoming more and more the norm in Canada rather than the exception. Although I still feel that we should have moved further ahead and we're working towards the day where we don't say the first Muslim, the first this. I'm proud to be part of that evolving process. But my appointment to this position, I think, should be an inspiration and hope, more importantly, hope to everybody who's coming after me. But yes, anything is possible here in Canada. This is a country of promise. And it, it tells more about the values of Canada than about myself. And, um, you know, I think people should not stop dreaming. Young, young people and older ones should say, this is a country of hope, a country of promise. Although we still have to do a little bit of hard work to make that promise felt by more and more people across our country. So I'm I'm humbled. I'm really proud to have been appointed as the first Muslim, and and you know I think I'm I'm the first vice regal who is born outside Canada as well. So I, I hope it brings a lot of promise and hope to everybody. And I, and I know I'm not going to be the last. I'm sure I'm not going to be the last person with these qualities. Yeah, um, is bringing diversity in. One of the things that you want to focus on? Yeah, you know, in Canada, we are really lucky at the moment. We welcome difference and, and we celebrate diversity. But remember, nobody's immune to what's going on, what happened down south. And so we have to work harder at it to, to, to promote diversity, to promote pluralism, to talk to each other. I think a lot of times we, we don't talk to each other enough. We don't listen to each other enough. And I think that is so important because you look at someone and you say, oh, well, she's different. But when you talk to that person, you realize how similar we all are, even though we might look different. You know, we might have different views on things. How similar we all are. If only we took the time to sit down and talk and agree to disagree when, when that happens. So, yes, I think that is very important to me. And once things start moving... We need to have a lot of these conversations and bring people together to have these conversations, you know, people from all walks of life. I totally agree. We, um, we need to focus on it a little bit more, particularly here in Edmonton. We are four in 10 uh, of our population are a person of color or a visible minority. It's so, so wonderful to see that our government is reflecting back the citizenship and, uh, and you as part of that. Back when we were talking a little bit earlier, you had said about um, uh, in your constitutional role, it's very rare to send uh, a law back for review. Why is that rare or why, why has that stance become the norm? Yeah, first of all, we have to realize that uh, these, these bills are bills passed by the legislature and they are very, um, they're, they're constitutional experts who look at these bills. So it's not as if they're just sending you bills without thinking about it. And unless a bill is illegal, it, you very, very rarely send them back. And many, many years ago, I, can't, I think it was in the 1930s, there was a lieutenant governor called um, the Honorable Bowen, I think. He was the lieutenant governor. And in those days, the role of the lieutenant governor was to be an agent of the federal government. So the lieutenant governor of the province would indicate to the provincial government what were the intents of the federal government. 
Since then, the provincial governments have had a lot of power. I mean, though what happened in that time, you may be aware, Premier Eberhardt won a big majority. And he wanted to take all the banks under the control of the provincial government and the media. So Lieutenant Governor Bowen sent a coded message to the federal government saying, um, this is what the intent of the premier is. And of course, the federal government was aghast and so he refused to sign the bill. And, uh, and, I, and the reason why I say that, that he sent a coded message was all these messages were coded. If you come to government house, some of those messages between the Honorable Bowen and the federal government are still in there at government house on display, waiting to be deciphered by somebody. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so this was a story that was told to me. And, uh, but since then, of course, the role has changed considerably. You very rare, you know, the provincial governments have a lot more power. This power of this, this idea of being an agent of the federal government is no longer there. So unless a bill is really it's illegal, you 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 don't send it back because the legislature does its work. They have constitutional experts who look at all these these bills before they are sent to me for royal assent. So it's not a matter of sober second thought. It is. It's more of a of a routine procedure. Yes, it is, and that doesn't mean that if there is something that you feel strongly about, you can talk about it to the premier. There's and and, and premiers, you know, Premier Kenny, all of the other premiers are courteous. They will listen. Um, whether they act on it or not is up to them because they are the elected officials, right? But uh, you can make your views known <laughs> if if there are bills that you you strongly feel something about. Yeah. I believe that when you were talking about the, the, the bill to control the media, that is also when um, Edmonton Journal won their Nobel Peace Prize. That was my mistake. The Edmonton Journal won a Pulitzer Prize, not a Nobel Peace Prize. The Pulitzer was to recognize the Edmonton Journal for its editorial leadership against the Accurate News and Information Act in defense of freedom of the press in the province of Alberta, Canada. Oh, really? Because uh, they refuse to release their sources. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. That's one more piece of information I've got now to add to that story. <laughs> Edmonton has some wonderful history. Um, and I'm kind of a nerd yeah. <laughs> when it comes yeah. to Edmonton history. Um, so we've got some, of course, we have our dark history as well. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that we, uh, yeah. we, we are you know, a perfect city by any means, but um, it, we certainly have some colorful history in terms of, you know, uh, strange things that have happened. And I love hearing these stories. So is there uh, anything else that you'd like the listeners to know about your role or about you? Well, you know, what I'd like to uh, uh, listeners to know is that I want to be, as I said it right at the beginning, this office to be the people's office. And I want Albertans to come and get to know me as and when we're allowed to travel, meet each, each other in person. And I want them to come on this journey because I believe I am on a journey, something that I had never aspired for. Um, I'm really humbled and honored to have been appointed to this position, but I want all Albertans to come on this journey with me. It is our journey. A warm thanks to Lieutenant Governor Samala Khani for kindly sharing her time with us. 
If you'd like to connect with her honor. Yes, you know that people can connect with me through my, my government of Alberta email. And uh, yeah, that, it would be lovely to hear from, from, from people. I also encourage Albertans to, to follow my, what I am doing. So if they can follow my Twitter feed, that would be nice too, you know. We'll have links to her contact info and to where you can find her on Twitter in our show notes. In the spirit of celebrating women achieving their dreams despite obstacles, we have an exciting update to share about one of our past guests. That's right. Back on episode eight, we spoke with Maria Almond. Maria had received a Don and Noreen Lowry Award for Women of Excellence, and when we met her in 2017, she was pursuing a Bachelor of Business Administration at Nate. Recently, she got in touch to give us an update on what she's been able to achieve. Hello, Edmonton Community Foundation. My name is Maria Almond, and in 2017, ECF helped me receive grants from various sponsors, including the Don and Noreen Lowry Award for Women of Excellence. I just want to share the news that through the financial assistance I received, I was able to finish my degree in accounting in 2018. Shortly after, I was hired as a staff accountant at HGA Chartered Professional Accountants. I passed the CV exam in November 2020, and now, after completing my 30 months public accounting experience, I was accepted by CPA Alberta as a member and received my CPA designation this past January. I have since been promoted to a senior designated accountant role. Thanks to ECF, women like me are able to achieve our goals and dreams. One day, I'll be paying it forward to other women in need. Congratulations, Maria. We are so excited for you. Thanks so much for writing us and for letting us share your good news with everyone. We'll have a link to the episode she was featured on so you can hear more about her story of immigrating to Canada and changing her career path. ECF offers quite a few student awards and grants for organizations and programs. Be sure to check out those links in our show notes to see if you might be eligible for funding. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to share it with your friends and family. And if you have time, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. You can visit us on Facebook where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures from the show. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Elizabeth Bonking and Andrew Paul. Until Until next time. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation and is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well Endowed.